Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. When it comes to stopping drinking, we get told that it's difficult, challenging, and hard work. And for close to 10 years, I was a drinker that bought into these ideas. However, these days, I am what is called a happy non-drinker. That means I'm 100% happy about my decision to not drink alcohol. I don't fight it, I don't resist it, and I have no urge to drink. Despite living on a roller coaster of being a problem drinker for such a long time, and despite thinking that I had absolutely no hope. Well, these days, life is completely different, and in this video, I'm actually going to share eight powerful realizations that got me to stop drinking immediately and forever. I'm not going to lie, the 10 years of me drinking, it was always a battle and it was always a fight. But these days, I see alcohol in a completely different frame of mind. And since I've become a non-drinker, you know, I've been featured in Men's Health, the BBC, VT, Unilad, and we've worked with all of the people that you can see on the screen right now in the Sober Clear program. So the ideas in this video aren't just something that I've made up. These are ideas that I've been iterating and improving over the past couple of years. So let's get into it. The first and the most powerful realization is that I am not an alcoholic. Now, I know for some of you guys that watch the videos regularly, you'll know that I don't believe in the idea of being an alcoholic. Being an alcoholic is something that you would need to buy into if you go to something like Alcoholics Anonymous or maybe another 12-step program. And the idea of being an alcoholic means that somehow you are the problem, and that is why you can't control your drinking. You know, in AA, you get told that some people are alcoholics before they've had their first drink. You've got children right now that are going out in the world, they're already alcoholics, they've never touched a sip of alcohol. That is what they believe. Now, my own mother has been to AA for 20 years. That system worked for her. She called herself an alcoholic, she gave herself up to God, she is no longer a drinker. That has lasted 20 years for her. She just just doesn't drink. So I'm not saying that the program is 100% ineffective. It works for some people, but there are some flaws in the program that I just can't really go along with. This idea of being an alcoholic and me being the problem, and that's why I can't control my drinking. I'm sorry, but why is it the only addiction on the planet where you get a label if you can't control it? If you are always on your phone, on social media, you're addicted to Instagram, you're addicted to Facebook, you don't get called a smartphone-aholic for the rest of your life. You don't get called a social media-aholic for the rest of your life. What about cigarette smokers? The people that just quit smoking? What happens to them? Are they a cigarette smokeaholic, a nicotineaholic for the rest of their life? No, of course not. Yet alcohol is the only drug where you get a label. Now, I realized that I never was the problem because as soon as I got rid of the alcohol and as soon as I reframed the way that I viewed alcohol, life started going pretty well and it went well pretty quickly. In the past when I tried to stop drinking, I tried going to things like AA, admitting I was powerless, admitting that I was at fault, admitting that I was the problem, and things didn't really get better very quickly. It was a lot slower and a lot more of a grind. But now I see alcohol for what it is, I see that I was never the problem and I'm a happy non-drinker. Now the second realization that I had is that I wasn't in the habit of drinking. For a very long time, I believed that my drinking problem was a habit. I drank alcohol out of habit. Now, some of you guys may have heard this kind of scenario before, but habits are very, very, very easy to change. If, for example, you drive on the left-hand side of the road and uh, you go to France, where they drive on the wrong side of the road, the right-hand side of the road, you know, I'm joking, that's going to offend some people, but you get it. It's very easy to switch things over. Your mind just goes like this, boom. You might also be in the habit of brushing your teeth before you eat your breakfast. 
I should hope so. But if you really wanted to eat your breakfast and then brush your teeth, it's not very hard to change. It might be a bit gross, right? But it's not hard to just switch that habit. And I was stuck for a long time thinking that I was in the habit of being a drinker. Now, drinking alcohol is not a habit. It is simply drug addiction. The reason why I drank wasn't because I was in the habit of drinking. Habits are easy to break. When I was drinking, it wasn't easy to break until I started to build the paradigm where I saw alcohol for what it was, but it took a long time to do this. But this idea of drinking being a habit, it's just not quite right. Drinking alcohol isn't in itself, it's drug addiction, it's nothing else. And the only reason why people drink is because A, they believe that they get something from it, or B, they're just relieving the withdrawal of a craving without realizing that it's even going on. It took me a while to figure out that I didn't have a habit, I had an addiction. And I know for some of you guys that might be a little bit of an uncomfortable truth that you're not quite ready to face, but it's part of the process. You've got to realize that drinking alcohol is not a habit. Now, guys, the third thing that I want to touch on is that fear was the one thing that stopped me from finding help. And it was the one thing that stopped me from stopping. Now, when I say fear, I don't mean like going into a cave on your own that's dark, that kind of fear. I don't mean the fear of watching a scary movie or the fear of heights or something like that. I'm talking about a different kind of fear. And this is the fear that somehow life won't be the same when I remove alcohol. So what I mean by this is that when I stopped drinking, I just thought that I was going to miss out. Therefore, all the events that I went to, the barbecues, the sporting events, the weddings, the meetups with friends, all of these events would somehow be worse. I'd be in a worse position. So every time that I tried to stop drinking, it started with this sense of fear. And when I say fear, it's not like a fear of, oh, it was this niggling feeling that I'm going to be missing out on things. So why would I want to stop drinking? If I'm removing something that does so much good for me in my life, of course, I'm going to feel fear. The same way that during the lockdowns, I got told that the gyms were closing down. That put a bit of fear in me. At first, I'm thinking, what am I going to do? You know, I'm going to, am I going to feel bad? Am I going to feel sluggish? Am I going to be able to make up for the lost gains? What's going to happen? There's a, there's a fear of I'm removing something that is giving me something, but alcohol doesn't give you anything. Which leads me into the next point, which is that the realization that I had is that alcohol gave me absolutely nothing. There is not a single benefit in the world on the planet for drinking alcohol. The idea that it helps you, that it supports you, that there's health benefits to drinking a small amount of poison is ludicrous. But it's funny because the world that we live in, it portrays alcohol as a savior, as a saint, as a great thing, as an enhancer. How can a poison that systematically destroys your health, your confidence, your courage, your self-esteem, how can a poison that does that to you be beneficial to you? I want you to really, really ask yourself that question. I'm here to tell you that there is no benefit to drinking alcohol, despite the study that comes up once every few months that you see at the top of the BBC, you know, wine drinkers live five years longer, whatever it is. Listen, there is no benefit to drinking alcohol. It's a poison that does nothing for anybody. And I had to realize that because at first I didn't know this. I thought there was a benefit to it. I thought there might've been a slight advantage that I got from drinking alcohol. But at the same time, I was overweight. I wasn't making money. I wasn't stepping up as a, as a son, as a grandson, as a cousin, as a brother. It was doing so much damage to me. The fifth thing that I wanna to touch on is that all I had to do to stop drinking was to make a decision to not do it anymore. Now, that may sound extremely obvious. That might just sound like basic stuff. All you have to do is make a decision to not drink and you won't drink again. Yeah, that's really what I'm saying. Most people, when they try to stop drinking, they don't make a decision to stop. What they do is they say, I'm gonna take two weeks off. I'm gonna take six months off. The doctor says that I've got a few health issues. He says, take six months off. Okay, I'm gonna take six months off. But guess what's gonna happen at the end of that six months? 
I'm getting straight back on it. Or you might just say to yourself, right, that's it. I'm finished with alcohol, not doing it anymore. And then by the time the evening comes away, you've already forgotten that decision that you made and you start drinking again. What you've got to realize is the only thing that you've got to do to stop drinking is go all in. It's to cut off all mental possibility of failure. Now, the way that you do this successfully is you go through a process and that process is first principles thinking. And what this means is that you basically dissect all of the reasons why you think you drink alcohol. You break down all of the component parts of drinking. You start looking at the exact things that I'm talking to you in this video about. You start looking at the idea of it helping you with confidence, with courage, the taste of alcohol. You start looking at the habit of drinking, the idea that alcohol is a good thing, a social lubricant and enhancer. You really start to critically look at all of these individual reasons. And this is going to sound crazy, but when you do this, you see alcohol for what it is. Now, it's not just me saying that this is what happens when you do this. If you've already gone through this process, make sure to leave me a comment in the comment section and I'll respond to you. But if you've done that, you'll see alcohol in this different way and it doesn't have the same appeal anymore. And the way that you can do first principles thinking is through study, through books, through courses, through real introspection. But once you've done that, that's when the decision becomes a no-brainer. It's like, why would I want to drink? I'm just going to make the decision to not drink. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm moving on. Which leads me to the next point. And it's the idea that normal drinkers are nothing to envy. A normal drinker is one of those people that has, you know, a couple of drinks here and there. They might have half a bottle of wine with their meal, go home, go straight to bed. They're not the type of people that get blackout drunk. They're not the type of people that have no control. They have full control over their drinking. I used to look at these people and the only thing that I wanted to do was be just like them. I wanted to be a normal drinker. Yet, would I be envious of a normal heroin addict? Would I be envious of somebody that shoots up with some gear and they only do it at the weekend? Or they only have a little bit on a Friday? Would I be envious of a cigarette smoker that has one cigarette a day? No, because I don't smoke and I don't take heroin and I have no desire to do those things. The same way that I'm not envious of somebody that wants to drink a little bit of chlorine every day or a little bit of bleach every day. Why would I want to envy somebody that is drinking a poison that does nothing for them? See, that realization took me a long time to come to, but I'm here to explain it to you because the normal drinker that has half a bottle of wine or has one beer and then nothing else, they're not people to envy. They are falling for a gimmick, they are falling for an illusion, and the drinks that they are having do nothing for them at all, despite them thinking that it does. So don't feel envy towards the normal drinker. You simply want to feel pity. Which leads me to the seventh point. Willpower and stopping drinking, it's just not an effective combination long-term. Am I saying that using willpower to stop drinking is 100% ineffective? Absolutely not. I use willpower to stop drinking many, many times. And I got some varying degrees of success. I might've got a month, I might've got two weeks. There was a period of my life where I went nine months without drinking, only using willpower. Can be a pretty awesome thing to use. But to get that long-term mindset and that long-term lasting success when it comes to being a happy, non drinker, the thing is, is willpower isn't the most effective way to do it. The most effective way to do it is through logical thinking, it's through critical thinking, and it's through first principles thinking. It's through building an understanding of what alcohol really is. Fighting and resisting and just crushing through the urge doesn't really work. There'll be a time where the willpower is low, you might be with some heavy drinking people around you, all of a sudden you feel like you're missing out, boom, it's game over. And when that happened to me, I went on a binge, you know, the binge lasted eight, nine months. I destroyed my business, my personal training business. I broke up with my girlfriend. I sold my car. I moved to London. I failed at another business. Things just got out of hand pretty quickly. And I don't want that to happen to you. And it's why I talk about willpower not being the most effective way to stop drinking. First principles thinking and building a paradigm where you see alcohol for what it is, is the best thing to do. Which leads me to the final point. 
And this was the most painful realization of all. If I was to keep drinking alcohol, I would never, ever, ever reach my potential. Like that, it still motivates me to this day. I am so afraid of getting to my deathbed, being 90 years of age, 100 years of age, 110, who knows, maybe I get lucky. And I don't wanna look back at my life and say, that was just an unfulfilled life. That was an unlived life. I didn't push things as hard as I could. I didn't live on the knife's edge. And if I got to that age and alcohol, something that I chose to drink was the one thing that stopped me from doing it. There is no way in hell that when I'm on my deathbed and I've got my family around me and it's time to go, there is no way I'm looking back at my life and saying, that was the thing that stopped me. Not happening, not a chance in hell. And now I've got rid of it. It was the best decision that I ever made. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking Podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.